When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Crystal Rosen. Joined by Joyce and Joyce, uh, a busy yes. week here. Uh, we're doing this on Wednesday, I believe, right? Is today Wednesday? It is. It's Wednesday. It's January 19th. It's the first day of SAG voting. First day of SAG voting. Uh, so that's a, a big, big moment. We talked about the SAG words last week and, and, and in our conversations, of course, we talked about how Kristen Stewart was completely snubbed. And a week later, uh, we have seen the results of that, at least on our, our odds, because she has just shot into the bottom. <laughs> she has rocketed down on a downslope. Well, well, she's not completely gone. She... Not yet. She's gone from my predictions, I believe. I, I don't have her in at the moment, but uh, she's she's uh, a nosediving at the moment. And Olivia yeah. Coleman has leaped in the front to... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say, like, Olivia, she's, like, the rest of them have been, like, pretty steady. Like, yes, other people have, like, defected to the other four or more. But it's really just like Kristen dropping precipitously. <laughs> and Olivia was already in second. So she, she has dropped she had like the advantage the, of rising to first. <laughs> she has dropped like the Dow uh, at the beginning of the pandemic where it just went into the mm-hmm. ground. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, it so was Olivia Black Coleman, Wednesday for her last week. <laughs> Olivia Coleman has slightly taken the lead in our in our combined odds. Nicole and then then Kristen, Nicole Kidman, Jesse Jastain, and Lady Gaga. That's the that's the five for our predictions odds. Still no Jennifer Hudson in the, in this list somehow. Uh, n- nobody has really bought into the uh, she's in ninth Jennifer Hudson and rising in our combined odds. Alana Alana Haim and Rachel Ziegler and Penelope Cruz are are above Jennifer Hudson. Uh, so Joyce, I mean, what do you think? I don't even know. I don't know. It seems well, like you're now, the one who dropped her completely. So I dropped her completely just because I think I think she's fifth or sixth. I think that's the issue at the mm-hmm. moment. So I don't have her in because I have like Rachel Zegler in, I believe. And I let me let me take okay. a look here. Uh, I've I, I haven't looked at mine uh, today, so I have to. Know, I'm like on my phone finding it. Uh, my thinking was that she just like we have talked about uh, the passion for Spencer not really there, and you know maybe uh, without. I guess maybe like once people once given the opportunity to not nominate her, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people were just kind of like writing her in as an obvious nominee and a potential winner for months. And then once now that we've gotten a signal that maybe the industry doesn't agree, it's like, Oh, maybe the industry just doesn't agree. So I have my five are Nicole Kim and Olivia Coleman, Lady Gaga, Jessica Chastain and Alana Haim. Uh, I don't have Rachel Zegler in at the moment. When did you drop her? <laughs> I dropped her last week because of uh, her social media controversy a little bit. Oh, the wow. You're thing, so easily swayed. 
Good thing Paul Walter Hauser isn't in the running this year. He's not nominated, no. Uh, No, Rachel Ziegler, for those who don't know, uh, posted a a monologue that she did of Britney uh, Britney Spears' Instagram, I believe, and then people dragged her forward and then she later apologized. The other reason I dropped her is just because I think we talked about like how her and Alana Haim are like the, the newcomers in the race. And I think, you know, maybe the race can't necessarily support both of them. And I just was like, thinking again back back to like the idea of passion and i was like i think people what whatever they think of licorice pizza i still think it's like a strong best picture nominee and i don't know you walk out of that movie and you're like blown away by alana heim in a way that you're also into rachel zegler but i think maybe more passion for alana that was my rationale and then the other four were nicole kim and olivia coleman lady gaga and jesse chastain which feel like maybe that's the consensus for I don't know. Do you have, what do you have as your five right now? I have the four and I still have Kristen. I have her in the fifth. So, so Kristen is fifth then I would say, right. So like, even if I put Alana out, I maybe put Kristen in as like the fifth choice. It's, it's not like a lost cause, but I will say, I don't think she's going to win. Even if she gets. No, it. I think, I think almost like everyone would agree that like the win is like 99% probably have the question. Um, it's also, it's not just the the SAG snub, but uh, with the way like uh, BAFTA works now with the jury, I don't think she's in the top two because uh, the top two vote getters are automatically nominated. It's the, the mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan rule after last year. So I think Olivia is one of the two. I have no idea who the other person is who would be uh, guaranteed a nomination. And then the jury picks all the four nominees. And I don't even before the SAG snub, I didn't really see her as a jury pick if she wasn't in a uh, Kristen, if she wasn't in the top two. So I, I don't have her in my uh, BAFTA picks either right now. So, right. So yeah. now she doesn't have BAFTA. She doesn't have SAG. That's why I took her out of Oscars in my rationale. At least, yeah. Cause I was so like, I, I still have her in fifth at the Oscars because of the way um, the Oscar nominating procedure works because it's preferential so it's ranked so she does have her supporters so if you really love her performance and spencer like there are going to be people who rank her in first so i feel like that would help her as opposed to the the sag ballot where it's not ranked so it's just whoever the top five vote getters like automatically get in you know so the reason i kind of like put her off then was my thinking was if you're right that I think she will have like a lot of, there's probably a good amount of passion for her and like people like her performance and like the people who do like her performance are going to be like, we love her performance. But I was wondering if now, if she's like pushed down into like the, if the top four are like pretty consensus and then that fifth spot is going to be whoever has like the most passion. And if she's pushed into a scrum with like Alana Heim, Rachel Zegler, Jennifer Hudson, Penelope Cruz. I mean, maybe there's more passion for those performances than, and then Kristen's and then she gets booted out. Like, like, Oh yeah, no, like I could see her getting snubbed. Right. So it's, so then who's going to win Joyce, I guess. Yeah. There are odds. I don't don't know. I wish we didn't have to actually put anyone in first place. It's, it's maybe maybe I'll just rank people alphabetically. I'll put Lady Gaga under L because that's a stage name. Sure. Not go under G. No. Um, yeah. I'll like I, I, I just want to pick like five names and uh, not have to pick a front runner. Cause I don't think there actually is one. I think there are arguments for multiple people. I think most people would agree the top three 
probably are Nicole Gaga and Olivia. Right. I do currently have Nicole in first, but it's, it's like, it's such a weird situation with her as well. Cause speaking of passion, I, I don't know if there is a ton of it for not just her performance, but the film being the Ricardo's overall, but it could just be this sleeper hit that we don't, it's like, like a sleeping giant, you know? Well, we, we so. saw like with the SAG awards, at least Javier Bardem getting in felt like a sign that there was support for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there has been more support. I mean, just going like anecdotally based on like, the variety of tweets that come out after the first screenings, right. Which we've seen like all last year, I felt like the being the Ricardo's response from the audience was the most uh, euphoric, which is strange, but like from the pundits, from the Oscar pundits, like, like, and the, just the seemingly the industry buzz for that film was higher than like even West side story and don't look up, which all like kind of screened at the same time at the end of last year. And I think that has a little to do with the fact that the expectations for it were lower, right? Like we have talked about, like people. I, I don't know in. if the overall buzz was more positive than West Side Stories because that that movie at least doesn't really have a lot of detractors. Well, I mean, I'm not saying from like a critical film Twitter standpoint. I'm saying like the the. the but I, I feel class. like there were still even like among pundits, there were still like reservations about being a Ricardo's. It was just kind of like, oh, this is like Aaron Sorkin's the best film yet, which, right. you know, sure. the, the bar wasn't that high. Really. I, guess, I guess maybe, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I, but like- I, I do agree. Like there were lower expectations for it. Cause people, you know, between her not looking exactly like Lucy Ricardo when she's playing Lucy ball and like all of that stuff. Um, but did you, did you see it at a guild screening or just a regular screening? I saw just a regular screening. You went to a guild screening. You, yeah. and you said people love they, they ate it up. So and like, it was a, a lot of older folks as well. And I told you about the conversation that people yes. had behind me. <laughs> yes. So I feel like in the end, that might help Nicole. I also have her winning. It, this is a great race, though, because like I don't think there is a front runner, really. Like, I think we'll see like Nicole probably win at SAG. But if she didn't win at SAG, would you be to- I wouldn't be totally surprised. I mean, the, I think SAG like- is her or Gaga. Right. Now, if Gaga wanted SAG, then all of a sudden, I don't even know. Do you, then who? Like, it, it just is a wide open race. It even feels more wide open than like when Olivia Coleman won for the favorite, because like that year you had like Glenn Close was such an obvious pick that everybody felt. Well, like that, that wasn't. Win. I wouldn't say that was like an open race because yeah, like Glenn was. So it's like, just like Olivia was just an upset winner. <laughs> sure. So I'm like, this feels like way different than even that. I, I don't even know. I don't know who you end up having. At the top here. No, this and- is more open than last year because last year at least we had the obvious five, even though Andre was probably Andre Day was probably the most vulnerable because her movie was so late and people were doubting Vanessa Kirby. And she was one of two people who made every single precursor mm-hmm. along with Francis McDormand. Um yeah, I I don't because it'll be funny if you know either Nicole or Gaga wins SAG. And neither of them making it at BAFTA. Right. Because I'm prepared to, if, if like, let's say Nicole wins SAG and she gets into BAFTA, I don't think she's winning BAFTA. But if she oh. gets that nomination, I am prepared to say, like, she's winning the Oscar. Right. But, you know, if Nicole wins SAG and Gaga makes it into BAFTA, I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's Gaga. But if neither of them makes it in, I, I guess that would also depend in that case. It would be like, which has the stronger movie. 
overall, like with like BAFTA nominations and Oscar nominations. And then in that case, is it Gaga? Do we go back to her? Because I think House of Gucci has a, a shot of getting more nominations than being the Ricardos, even though I think being the Ricardos could conceivably get like, I don't think Nicole would be a lone nominee because I think you could get like Javier Bardem and possibly for best actor or maybe like a below the line bid and like screenplay, certainly. And, you know, maybe even something like production design or one of those like one of those like long shot craft nominations. But I feel like House of Gucci has a much better shot at getting like in a best picture than being the Ricardos, though it would be like a so, bottom best picture um, nominee. Do you have Gucci in picture? Because I know I a lot of people were putting it in picture after last week. I did put Gucci back 13 in 13 long list mentions at BAFTA. I did okay. put Gucci back in for picture because I think, I just think that it does seem like, like we had talked about Spider-Man was maybe the populist pick, but maybe actually it's House of Gucci. That like, it was the most, seen in at least at the box office from the adult drama standpoint it has ridley scott's brand and like he had a big year with like with two different two different movies that one maybe should have done better last duel and maybe we both agree that last duel is slightly better uh than house of gucci as as a as an enterprise but he has like impeccable crafts and all these different things and i have lady gaga and getting in for best actress so i felt like seemingly you know, how to Gucci get it for best picture. I took Jared out though. Jared Leto for best supporting actor, which we could also talk. But you did that a while ago. Yeah, I did. But I thought about you you didn't put him back in. I didn't put him back in after Zach. I'm still going, I'm riding or dying with Ben Affleck there just as a hope diction because Um, I I just want to say the last duel is now on HBO max. So please watch it. (laughs) Pretty great. Um, Great timing. Yeah. And House of Gucci is going to be on uh, uh, VHS. It's on VHS. VHS, Yeah. Do you still have a VCR? I do have a VCR actually. I, I don't be? have a VCR, but I have so many VHSs. <laughs> oh, you should send them my way because I can watch them here on this this very TV. Okay, I'll, I'll bring them all over. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I have like the series finale of Nano Twino and Boy Meets World on the same VHS. That's awesome. Uh, no, but so um, how's so yeah, I, I briefly put place. Gucci back into picture and then I just dropped it again. For Macbeth, I put Macbeth that in back in. Wow. Um, and I'm just I'm just gonna wait until next week with PGA noms um to, to get more clarity on who like the last two or three spots could go to. So that's that's we'll where see. I am right now. Cause I even though Gucci got those 13 BAFTA mentions, like <laughs> as we saw last year, a lot of those uh like leading BAFTA long list. Uh, films it they didn't manifest in a lot of real nominations right you know i I guess i'm gonna keep like you said there's a lot a lot of uh a lot of places this could go i'm gonna keep i'm not gonna but i'm not gonna switch nicole yet i'm gonna have her still winning no i'm gonna have her in there till yeah these BAFTA nominations february 3rd so voting closes february 1st right so the BAFTA nominations can't affect Oscar voting. Right. But it, well, we know it, she's getting a nominated. Preview of, of what we could expect on February 8th. Right. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, so I, I think Nicole's going to, I don't know. It is a pretty incredible category though, because without a front runner, it does, it does feel like all of these performances are, you could make the case against all of them, I guess though, of Olivia Coleman. I don't know. I just, would, would you be surprised if she won at this point? No, she, no. Okay. Well, because also, as we talked about last week, the fact that she made it into SAG is huge for her. 
um, because that's just not the typical SAG friendly film or performance. And she's the only one who is not playing a real person in that category. That's <laughs> right. Which could also be the case at the Oscars as well. It, it could be an all a biopic lineup, uh, which has has never happened in Oscar history. Uh, one of one of our contributors, Kevin uh, Jacobson, wrote something about that. So, uh, yeah, we, we could have all real real people, five real people in Best Actress this year, and none of them could be up for Best Picture either. <laughs> So let me ask you this as another Olivia Coleman question based on that. We've talked about how there's a lot of passion for Andrew Garfield and like he's basically carrying Tick, Tick, Boom to a Best Picture nomination. And I still believe that that will happen. Is there any shot then that like we're sleeping on the lost daughter passion and that could be a dark horse Best Picture in that 10th spot because of Olivia Coleman and you assume like Maggie Gyllenhaal and Best Adapted Screenplay and it's going to be like a three or four nominees, maybe, maybe, maybe a fourth one. I don't even know where it would be. But at uh, least I guess like Jesse Buckley and supporting the right. So do you think it could get in for this picture? I mean, like I will say on the pro side of that is that they have been uh, very forward facing, uh, having uh, Lost Daughter out there in the conversation for literal months. It, it premiered at, at Venice. I Listen, believe. It got it got its own hash flag on Twitter for the hashtag with the orange peel. <laughs> so you have that. You have the fact that it's on Netflix. It did really well. At, like the Gotham's it's a front runner for a bunch of spirit awards, presumably. Is it possible that it actually is the tenth best picture nominee, or even the ninth, maybe? And we're like discounting. Um, I, I I feel like even though maybe the general public uh, it doesn't like the film as much or doesn't get it, it's, they just think it's about you know this woman stealing a kid's doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it it will be more appreciated by the industry. So right. I could uh, get into picture. I would not be surprised at all. And in that case, I would say. If Lost Honor makes it in and neither Gucci or Ricardo's makes it in, then I would Olivia's, say Olivia's winning. Olivia's winning. She has I, the stronger film. So, And I wonder if that's really going to happen. And I guess we'll see. I could also see uh, Lost Daughter. I guess we'll see if it plays well at BAFTA too. I could actually see that a little. I don't even know. But It had, I think, eight long yeah. list mentions, which, which is really good yeah. for it. So... I guess the other thing, again, like you said, it's a different beast than any of these other performances, certainly. And it's also like the only movie of its kind, I think, in this lineup, I would argue. You know what I mean? Like there, it's a, it's a hard to classify what it is, but it's like not a period piece, not a historical drama. It is like, you know, not a big budget like romp. I don't even know. I just am like it, it has it has enough different different makers that I'm like, maybe it is the dark horse best picture nominee for that 10th spot assuming the other nine are set um but maybe it's tragic Macbeth, or maybe it is house of gucci or spider-man i don't even know i guess we'll see i don't think it'll get in a pga i, I guess no i don't think that's gonna happen um yeah right now and we have olivia and maggie getting in for adopted screenplay for the lost daughter but mm-hmm. i i could see it maxing out at four <laughs> nominations of picture and jesse buckley too um yeah like but we also talked about how uh you know last month like Lost Daughter hadn't been released on Netflix yet. So the peak or like the buzz for mm-hmm. Olivia and the film hadn't peaked yet. Right. And then everyone was watching it over New Year's because it dropped New Year's Eve. Everyone was watching it that weekend over New Year's weekend. So she, it, it's like the, it's like a right time for that movie, I guess, because it, it is so small that it could build up more momentum. Like it hasn't, it 
but it wasn't like really super early that it's faded from the conversation. Like it's still here. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked the Netflix top 10. I don't, I know it doesn't have like, don't look up like no. numbers there, but no. um, I'm sure people are still, you know, some, some people are checking it out. And I, I think, you know, some of the, the lower scores or like audience reactions to it is because it is on Netflix. Like the irony of it being on Netflix, being more accessible for everyone over um, across the entire world is that it's not that, uh, you know, typical like mass appeal Netflix movie, like, like a red notice or something that you could just, or even like a don't look up that you could just hit play and watch and like, most people will get it or be into it. But if, if you, even the title itself, it, you might think it's, it's like a mystery thriller or something, you know, right. but it's not that at all. No. Uh, so I, I could see why there's been more divisive general public reactions to it, but I don't think that's the case with the industry. No. And I think it is, it is funny. You're right. It's totally ironic that people are watching it that maybe shouldn't be watching it, I guess. Right. Yeah. Or Cause you're just like scrolling across right. Netflix. Do you see it? You know, maybe it's like number five in the top 10 or something. You're like, what's this? And, right. I know yeah. her from the crown. <laughs> She's great. That lady. We like that lady. Let's put it on tonight. Anyway, yeah. I like Lost Daughter. I could see you getting in best picture. And if it does, I think we're, you're right. That Olivia Coleman then immediately becomes uh, the front runner there. Is there any, before we move on to other, other topics of interest, is there any way that Kristen Stewart, that we're discounting Kristen Stewart here completely, totally overreacting to the SAG nominations and that she still is going to win? I, I've seen people maybe float that we are being not too harsh, but I, I definitely have seen, uh, you know, why are we overreacting to like one thing? It's still, she's still the front runner and blah, blah, blah. Do you agree with that? I, I don't think it's just one thing because it was, <laughs> Like BAFTA was also the same day as SAG and Spencer only got four mentions there right. too. And not even cinematography. Uh, you know, the only acting mention was for her, like no like Kim Fall or anybody. Um, no best film. Like Lost Daughter got in <laughs> to best film, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a accumulation of things. Right. Um and I you know, I'm not going to say she can't win because, you know, we've, we've seen the past couple of years, like stats are meant to be broken and, you know, things like all the rules that we knew for the past, like 20 something years or 30 something years, or at least like as long as like SAG's been here for 27 years, it, you know, like films have defied the odds. So I'm not going to say she can't win, but the odds are not looking good. <laughs> Right. For her, like she could end up being a lone nominee for Spencer. Um, if like Spencer didn't even get into production design at BAFTA. <laughs> Truly shocking. I would say, like, when I saw Spencer again at, at Telluride, I left the movie and I was like, it's definitely not the kind of movie that I would usually love, but I really liked it. I liked it way more than Jackie. And I was sitting there and being like, oh, it could make I could see it really getting a lot of nominations. I, I didn't expect like best picture at all, but I was like, you could do best. I could see best director as like a fifth spot for Pablo Lorraine. I think costumes and production design and score were all in play. And obviously Kristen Stewart, I was, I really felt like maybe five nominations and now I don't think I have it in once. So uh, it's pretty, pretty steep decline, I guess. At least yeah. I, I think 
if she gets in, the nomination might be the reward for her. It's like your first nomination. Congratulations. You know, continue doing great work. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe. you know, maybe like Diana is just not not an awards winning role. (laughs) I do wonder if there's a little bit of the fact that she's one of the most famous people of the modern era, I would argue that everybody knows who Princess Diana is, whether you were living in the 80s and 90s or were, uh, you know, a younger person who went back and like studied her or watched these things like The Crown. And I wonder if that means that people are harsher on the performances than maybe other real life counterparts. We kind of saw that with Lucille Ball, but we're still talking about like most people, I guess, know Lucille Ball from like I Love Lucy. But there's not. I, yeah, I just feel and like she she was not an international superstar, right? In the way, you're, like she she's she was more important to American audiences, than right? So I, I just feel like when you're working with Princess Diana, everybody has like a take on what that prince, what Princess Diana was, and how she was in real life, and whether or not that's true. And I think I, I don't know. I I just feel like that ends up hurting maybe those Princess Diana performances because it's such a a well-known figure. Whereas like you yeah. know, Lady Gaga playing Patricia. Uh, no, no, no one knows who she is. <laughs> no one knows who she is. And even, even honestly, like Tammy Faye Baker, people know who she is, but certainly not uh, in the fashion they know Princess Diana. And I think you're able then to forgive more of the per- performance liberties that are taken in those films. Like it just doesn't, Princess Diana is Princess Diana. I think you have a little of that maybe with Aretha Franklin too, but obviously like people have really responded to the Jennifer Hudson performance and uh, as well but I, I just wonder if that's like a little a princess diana specific thing that is going to hurt christmas I, I think it's also different with um performers like lucille ball and aretha because you sort of like idolize these people for their craft whereas like princess diana was just princess diana mm-hmm. like you just like like her as a person um right. like she married into his family and became super famous and there is, I do agree, like there, there's probably more of an emotional attachment to something. I, I, I've never understood the, the fascination of the royal family. <laughs> you got to watch The Crown, Joyce. They talk oh, all about that. I'm just like, I, I have friends who are obsessed with the royal family. Like when, you know, Kate was pregnant with George, like what, like nine years ago now? But I'm obsessed. Like I, I, all of this is, I don't really know any of it. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um so, uh, so I, I guess, are, are we saying that Elizabeth Debicki is not going to win the Emmy for seasons five and six of The Crown? I wouldn't bet on it, honestly, but I guess we'll see how she does. I do love Elizabeth Debicki, but I would not bet on it based on how this has gone for uh, Emma Corrin and Kristen Stewart. Um, but I guess we'll see how it how it plays it out. It is interesting how, you know, with Emma Corrin, she didn't win any industry awards for that performance. Correct. And that could be the case with Kristen too. Like she's dominating the regional critics awards. She has like 20 something. Neon really turning up the campaign since that snub. I have so many promoted tweets in my feed, (laughs) just like touting her performance and her wins. Um, But you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. Got to get her in. Yeah. So, but like, again, those are just critics awards, not the industry. Right. Two, uh, two things. Let's move on. I want to talk about a few things, just a, a grab bag of stuff, Joyce. Some of this we've talked about and some of this we didn't. I want. I saw last night, you mentioned that last duel was on HBO Max. I saw last night that starting February 1st, uh, Nightmare Alley is coming to HBO Max and perhaps Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must have 
figured out some kind of uh, deal to get it out there. I know Searchlight movies go to Hulu usually, but there is a distribution deal for uh, with Fox movies, obviously, to HBO Max. And they're just like, you know what? No one saw this in the theater. Let's put it up there on these streaming sites. They, they've think- also been doing a, a lot of promo, like Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, and we have uh, Willem Dafoe hosting, hosting SNL, SNL next week. Um, so, so here's my question, yeah. Joyce. Does that mean we're going to see a renewed interest in uh, how, uh, Nightmare Alley uh, perhaps right at the right time as, you know, these people are considering what they're going to vote for for Oscars. And does that put the movie back in Best Picture contention, which I think we both kind of like discounted it when we were talking earlier about the 10th nominee. We didn't even mention it. And then also maybe Kate Blanchett's SAG nomination was not an outlier. And actually she ends up getting in at the Oscars as well. I, I don't know if it matters as much. Maybe people who wanted to see it have already seen it. They obviously were pretty good. Fox uh, Searchlight was uh, getting screeners out. Like I got, I had a digital screener pretty early. Um, but I mean, having it available on the streaming platforms, I think like we've talked about with Netflix is a is a boost because then you could just be like, oh, I want to watch this. I don't have to do anything on my computer yeah. or anything. I'm just going to put it on. I don't know. What do you think? I I still right now just see it getting a couple below the line nominations i don't know about best picture it it just seems like there's no buzz for it really right and it also missed yeah. a lot of the uh was kind of was a big loser of the short lists right because it missed uh in a few key categories there including score which i thought was like a no brainer yeah and it was not like it didn't really perform exceptionally well at the baftas in the long list mm-hmm. But I guess I would argue maybe that's because people haven't actually seen it. And maybe if they do see it, that could be a renewed like late push. I, I don't I'm not I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just saying that would be my reason for thinking it could end up performing stronger than we expected. So what would you this. see it getting? Pick, well, I could see getting in at the 10th best Eight. picture nomination and Kate and like production design and, you know, maybe Guillermo del Toro as like the fifth director. If there's like an auteur spot right now, I don't have him in, but like he's, he's hung around. I, I don't, I don't see him <laughs> getting mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Kate getting in at SAG was kind of like, wow. Uh, but, you know, she also has don't look up and she was long listed at BAFTA for don't look up, but they also, you can't be a uh, double long listed or nominated in acting anymore there after uh, right. a double Margot Robbie nomination two years ago. So, um, right. yeah, I don't, I don't know if she would just cancel herself out in that way. Then I kind of uh, think that it could be a situation where I know it on like, I keep going back to like Wolf of Wall Street and Leo, but I feel like is Kate Blanchett. Yeah, but that like, was a, a hit. It was a hit. It was a major hit, like a massive movie that made a lot of money and people saw, but it's a different time. And I'm almost like, does Kate Blanchett get in like Leo did for best actor that year, just because she's Kate Blanchett. It's a performance that everyone likes, even if they don't like the movie. And she's kind of doing something different than everybody else in the category in her competition. It's true. And she also has don't look up, which is like a feather in that cap, similar to how like I have Bradley Cooper in for, supporting actor based on like his performance in nightmare alley and licorice pizza. I'm wondering if Kate Blanchett could get in for best supporting actress. She already has a SAG nomination. I don't know. I, I, I could only imagine that having it 
available on streaming will help though. So I guess we'll see. Uh, I think that would also just probably be like having on streaming early would just be a way to like offset the the production costs as well. Since it, Certainly. I, I'd imagine it was very expensive. It would yeah. say it cost a billion dollars because everything is handcrafted and bespoke and really nice and no one saw it. It's, at the it's a very pretty, it's a gorgeously made film. I will say uh, I'll put it back. I'll put it on Monday if it's on HBO Max. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll roll it again. I, I've watched it twice. It's it's fine. <laughs> like I, I didn't. Think. It's, it's it's very pretty. Like I, I I I don't think I have it in first anymore in production design. But after I saw it, I put it in first. <laughs> Great production design. I, I interviewed the production designer Joyce, so you know I have it in first there. Obviously, you know how. How many works. people have you interviewed and immediately put in first? So many. It's so <laughs> embarrassing, honestly. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing we've talked about. Uh, uh, and a lot of people have been uh, in Kanto. So I finally watched it with my daughter uh, this weekend. And then we watched it immediately again. And uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno is an absolute banger. And as is we that discussed, her new favorite song? I don't know if it is her new favorite song. It's definitely our new favorite song, though, at least mine. And uh, as we've discussed, uh, not on the short list of best original song contenders because Disney seemingly did not submit it. They submitted a different one, which I already forgot. Uh, I forget. Dos Origitas. Right, which is a more uh, it's the emotional ballad. It 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 plays at a, a pivotal point in the plot. Yes, of the movie. Uh, so, yeah, truly amazing. Self-owned though for the Academy and for for seemingly Disney. This we don't talk about Bruno is as big is the biggest animated song since Let It Go. Uh, it, it's a it's tremendous... bigger because it it peaked at number four and Let It Go only peaked at five. So, so it'll truly, probably hit number one next week. Truly uh, a massive hit. Like every I mean, I, I blame them, but I also don't blame them because neither the movie nor the soundtrack was out yet. Correct. When the submission deadline was November 1st, the movie came out November 24th, and I think the soundtrack came out the Friday before. So they right. would have had no idea that it would have been this huge hit. It is a banger though. It's so, complete banger. And I understand. Uh, like, you and know, then also in, in recent years. Disney has taken the route of just submitting one song per film to just like guarantee the nomination and not vote split. Understandable. So I, I understand them why they didn't submit that one. And it's, it's the more fun song. So they went with the more serious song and those tend to do well too and win more frequently than just like the fun song. Sure. But like you could say, yeah, let it go if, if they had submitted, we don't talk about Bruno. I'd be like, that's, that's a wrap. So completely would be a wrap. The thing is, though, it's not there. It can't get nominated. A hilarious, again, like I said, hilarious. I assume they'll have to perform it at the show in some capacity, even as like an intro. They should just open the show with it. Maybe they will, honestly. Like, remember when they opened with Queen? (laughs) Yeah, because you're talking about like a show that uh, seemingly has lost its audience. Uh, Last year's show, no one really watched to compare it to like Oscars of the past. And now you have this massive hit with this like incredible reach inside the the TikTok generation, I guess, Joyce, too. Like, people really like it. huge i'm not on tiktok but it's it's huge on tiktok from what i hear the idea that you could have like promoted hey coming up next we don't talk about bruno don't talk don't tell your friends or whatever i just feel like it's so hilarious that they can't even do that but i assume it'll be on the show but that said now from an encanto standpoint uh I think I have it winning now best animated feature just on the strength of we don't talk oh, about yeah, Bruno, no, which yeah. is not since, even able to since win. Since it started blowing up, I was like, Encanto can win. Because that that category is pretty open this year. We don't have, you know, like like a Toy Story 3 or anything, you know, right. dominating. 
So, so I think Encanto could win there. And then I almost have started to think maybe it could win song just by osmosis. I don't know. I don't know same. I think yeah. The Billy Eilish Bond theme is seemingly the, the front runner there. Everybody is like just chalking that up, even though I would defy anyone to uh, sing one lyric from it. Well, remember. you played 10 seconds of it for me. Because it's a little bit of a dirge. A little, 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 little quieter. Still all I've heard of the song, this yeah, two-year-old song. a little song. quieter. And, you know, see, it's a fine Bond theme. I mean, and like, we've seen lesser Bond themes, no offense. Like, I think the Sam Smith Bond theme that won for Spectre was uh, not the, the best. That was uh, just a name check, I guess you would not, say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, this the Billie Eilish one is much better, I think, as a song. And I enjoyed it a lot more. But I'm just like, I wonder if Encanto could win there, just even though it's the wrong song. I, I think it can't. Because, well, so the good thing is, is like Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all the songs for the movie. So it's right. not like it has a different songwriter for right. both songs. So it, it's like, I, I don't know if people actually do this, but I can see the logic of, I really love We Don't Talk About Bruno. It's not here, but this other song is here, Dos Uruguitas, which is also a good song. Beautiful song. It really is a great song. Yeah. Written by the same person who right. EGOT if he wins. The other thing is, it would cap off a year. I mean, Limit had, had a great year. Had a great year. Yeah. Great year. Directed Tick, Tick, Boom, and it was excellent and like way better than I think people thought. Could get Andrew Garfield an Oscar. Certainly is going to be a strong Oscar player, or at least like we figure. Uh, had it's, it's definitely more of an Oscar player now than I think anyone anticipated before it opened. Had In the Heights, which was a really good movie that people have forgotten about, but was excellent and like really fun. And I, I greatly enjoyed it. Vivo, I think, was a, a Sony animated movie that went to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then Encanto at the end of the year here, which is now like the most popular uh, Disney movie in a, a very long time, I would argue, just based on its box office. And then obviously now it's available on Disney Plus and people are watching at home like like we did this weekend. Uh, yeah, so getting him an Oscar this year would really, I think, be a, a cap in, you know, people like it, it, celebrating Lin-Manuel Miranda if he could win for best song, even if it's not the biggest hit song. I, I could see that happening for sure. Do you have Encanto getting anywhere else? I have it in score also because it was shortlisted in score. Yeah, I, I have a score. I I really like the score. Um, and so you, you know what? Three. I I talked to the composer. Oh yeah, Jermaine so Franco, do you have him winning? And I had I had Encanto in before I talked to her. So wow, look at that! You're not a hack like me. I would have her at the top now. I'd be like, let's go. Encanto. But you know, we we did talk about uh, her Bruno score, the the whole sequence when Mirabel goes into Bruno's tower and everything, which is also incredible piece of music. So. It's great. Uh, so I, that means it's going to get three nominations probably. And I think it could win song, even with the wrong song, arguably. <laughs> the, the wrong, wrong song. song. <laughs> it's not the wrong, it's just not Bruno. I, I'm just, it's, it's blowing It's just away not Bruno. Such a yeah, because even, I don't even think it's, like Surface pr- Pressure is also doing well. Like that's probably number two song. Right. That's a great yeah. song too. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're watching this and you're like, what are these two adults talking about? <laughs> just go watch suggest- it, <laughs> just go watch it it's on disney plus right now it's really great uh it's of the new age of disney animated movies where there's really no villain uh so that's kind of interesting and there's like conflict there's, there's a lot of magic a lot of magic incredible bangers like every song is awesome uh it, it's a good movie it was really fun and and i'm excited i think you know what what i think is interesting about the whole song situation though too is like yes so bruno was not submitted for the oscars we just have to deal with it now you know yeah but 
you know, you know, there's like what, like 60 like regional critics awards. Some of these groups have uh, song categories. And what I've noticed is they I, I think most of them award no time to die. But like the ones who like announced nominees, I don't think any of them are nominating Bruno. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of them is just like those Oriquitas. And it's like, why are you following that? Like, you can nominate whatever you want from that movie. Right. It's so funny. I would say the other thing with No Time to Die, not to pile on, because again, we were even, we talked yesterday, I think, uh, about Ann Thompson was suggesting it could be another 10th number, number 10 best picture nominee, right? No Time to Die, because it's good. It showed in a lot of shows. Well, that's what you were thinking before you saw No Way Home. Correct. Uh, So it's not a a totally outlandish. I, I think the other problem with No Time to Die is that it was kind of like a placeholder winner just based on the category, while there was a lot of talent and A-list people in the category, no one was expecting like the Beyonce song to win or like the Jay-Z song to win or even like the Don't Look Up song to win from Nicholas Bertel. So it was like, obviously it's going to be No Time to Die because like Bond songs, at least in recent history, have won. But I do think now that Encanto is like really, is peaking at the right time, I think we'll start to see a slower, you know, turn towards uh, Los Origuitas. Yeah, I'm just like looking at all the the shortlisted songs and yeah. it's like none of these are huge hits or anything. No. So there's a lot of famous people here. Right. Um, yeah, right now, according to our odds, you have uh, No Time to Die still in first, King Richard, then Encanto, then Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, and then uh, the Van Morrison track from Belfast, which, like I said, I'm, just for the pure chaos of it, I'm really pulling for that nomination to see how well, they you know Van Morrison would not be performing on the show so well he wouldn't be allowed in probably yeah so, uh, we'll see <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll save some time there yeah maybe they'll do a zoom of him though you know you never know <laughs> um fingers crossed that happens but I I think I think we're only going to see I don't know I think those or greet us how do you, how do you say Joyce? I'm just killing it. does it's it's a, a little caterpillars baby caterpillars two yes. two baby caterpillars yeah. I also, I just love the movie. I think the animation is really great. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I liked Luca a little more because I like, I'm such a sucker and I really cry at Luca all the time. So is it my personal preference to maybe be Luca? Is, I think in was context, there a movie last year that you did not cry at? No, honestly, I can't even think of one. I don't even know. Maybe Dune, but I love Dune, but it didn't make me cry at least. <laughs> uh, well, any, any, I, I think, did I say this to you the other day where... I was like, they should have just swapped the release dates for Luca and Encanto because then we would have known this entire time that Bruno. I'm talking about Bruno is yeah. like the the song. Uh, yeah, Luca was Luca's great. It's a good animated category. We've talked about that. I think there's a lot of strong. Yeah, there's just no them. obvious front runner. No, that's why I think Encanto is going to win because it has the, the song. I mean, maybe we're wrong, but it just feels like that'll that'll help. Uh, Joyce, anything else here before we wrap up? Um, I guess, you know, this is our, uh, a quiet week. Yes. And then next week, there's a, a, a lot of stuff going down on the next same day. Stuff, One of the things I wanted to say was if you're, if you've made it this far, uh, the, our gold derby, uh, film award nominees are going to be announced next week, I believe. So if you should vote now, if you're watching this, these are not Oscar predictions. This is what you want to be nominated. That's right. So yeah. if you want uh, Encanto to be nominated for Best Picture, then go for it. Go, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Whatever you want. And then also, like you said, next week we have uh, PGA Award nominees, right? 
We have a PGA, DGA, and WGA. All on the same uh, day. On the same day as Oscar voting starts. Which is Thursday, January 27th. So yeah. we'll, we'll do a we'll do a Thursday. Maybe we'll do a uh, maybe we'll do a Thursday evening again, Joyce. <gasps> a nighttime after dark. Must-see TV. Gonna get wild. We'll bring it back. <laughs> we'll bring back must-see TV uh, for another <laughs> a night. But uh, this is fun. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Joyce. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com. Follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.